If you enjoy spoiling your chickens, keeping your chicken first aid kit up to date, and fun surprises for yourself, you'll want to jump on the Henny and Rue bandwagon. Henny and Rue is a monthly box put together by chicken keepers for chicken keepers and their flocks. Each month, you'll receive products that may not be available at your local feed store to help build up your poultry first aid kit, try new treats and coop products to keep your flock healthy and happy, and there is always something fun for the humans, too. So go to honeyandroo.com and save 10% off your first box using code DRINKANDFARM. And as a subscriber, you can also visit the honeyandroo.com shop to purchase select items and save 10% off everything. Honey and Rue, better chicken keeping delivered. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm Hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I just opened a Dogfish Head Campfire Amplifier. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Ooh, it looks delicious, too. I just poured it into a glass. So what is that supposed to taste like? So it is a milk stout brewed with graham crackers, cinnamon, marshmallows with cocoa powder, and vanilla beans. Yummy. What did you open over there? (laughs) You're going to laugh. So I opened a dogfish head. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday feels. Oh, I love it. (laughs) We did not coordinate that. This episode is not sponsored by Dogfish Head. (laughs) When we tag Dogfish Head, they're going to be like, what the heck? These crazy ladies. (laughs) Um, It is an ale brewed with Viognier grape juice, peaches, blood oranges, lemon, oranges, and lime peel. And we're recording this on a Sunday, so I felt like it was appropriate. And there's, like, sharks on the art and a floaty with beers in it. Like, it's just very springy, summery feeling and just felt appropriate. I like it. I yeah. like it. Our drink peep this episode is our fabulous team member, Katie, over at Sticky Holler Farm. So thanks, Katie. Hooray and cheers. Yes, cheers. So I feel like this one's coming a little late this month, but that's not Heidi and Rue's fault. That is our fault. It's the (laughs) Heidi and Rue corner for the merch box. And we've been getting a little ahead on episodes, like just a little. So that's why it feels late this month. (laughs) Yeah, it's not technically late. It just is because of episode placement. (laughs) Yes. So Sam, what was your favorite thing out of the merch box for Heidi and Rue? So I... It was kind of a hard choice because there's a lot of good stuff in here, as always. But I would have to say the Distressed Silver Resin Hen. Um, it's super cute. Springy decor. Um, I just put up my Easter stuff this past week. Like, as soon as, <laughs> like, the day after St. Patrick's Day was done, I put up my Easter decor because I was like, 
Easter's coming up super fast. It's like the, I think it's the first Sunday in April this year. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta make this switch happen. And it just fits right in. So perfect timing. <laughs> nice. I just did put up my spring decorations yesterday. Um, I still had Christmas decorations up. <laughs> hey, you know what? We kept some of our Christmas stuff up that was like, not like Santa blatant Christmas. Uh, like until yeah a week or so ago so we weren't too far behind (laughs) nice (laughs) so what was your favorite thing in the march box so my favorite thing was the dried calendula flowers um i actually planted some calendula this year so i'm hoping that i'll get to feed some to my flock so i was really excited when i saw those because i was like oh yeah i can totally feed those flowers to the chickens too but they have all sorts of really great uses like you make calendula salve and all sorts of fun things with it but um it makes their egg yolks like super yellow that's what those flowers do when you add them to their diet so yeah see and i didn't know how to say that i would have totally said like calendula (laughs) So that's how I always used to say it. And you know who helped fix that for me was, um, I think it was Venice from Simple Goodness Sisters. She talked about it on one of our episodes. And when she said it, I was like, what is she talking about? And it took my brain just a second. And I was like, that's how you pronounce that word. Because she's a (laughs) farmer and like a cocktail farmer and a flower farmer. So like she knows how to say it right. So I just, I just trusted her and went with it. Yeah. (laughs) always learning something around here mm-hmm. we also got a spring hen zipper pouch um that is super cute uh i'm planning on using that to organize some of like my single packet electrolytes and probiotics and things like that that are just kind of like all over the place in the cabinet in my barn um but if you got the spring bonus box it actually matches a larger tote that we also got in that box um so, yeah, I, I liked that it was a little matchy-matchy. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll probably throw the zipper pouch and the tote together for, like, going to the lake because I can keep oh. the little zipper pouch full of, like, sunscreen and stuff like that and then keep the tote with, like, a book and a towel and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Smart. We also got a bag of honey and ruse, spectacular mealworms, and grains, which is a great uh, treat for your chickens. There was also an edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine included in this month's episode. Episode. This month's box. And we got a packet of dry cider vinegar. This is super handy to keep in your first aid kit. I always keep a few of them in there um, because you never know when you'll need it and you don't have to worry about having the liquid stuff on hand. And then we also got a horizontal water nozzle. Um, This is a super fun thing to have around if you want to do a little DIY um, to do uh, this kind of waterer. You just use a drill bit. And drill a hole into a bucket or a pitcher or other container and screw in the nozzle. And then, ta-da! Chicken waterer. A chicken waterer that they can't kick their poop into. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And every box comes with a nesting box liner as part of the packaging. Super eco-friendly and compostable and keeps your eggs from getting all yucky and smashed. 
And just really quick, we did get some sneak peeks for the April box. Um, the April box includes this uh, little apparatus. <laughs> I don't know how to quite describe this. It's like a, a sling that you can put your chicken in and then like carry them and it like restrains them so you can take care of their feet or just walk around with them. Oh, it's the uh, bantam size of the medical bag. Last yes. year we got the medical bag, the chicken medical bag that was full size for your full size hens. But if you tried to put like a little silky in there or like any other little bantam breed, like that medical bag would have been too big for them. So this is the bantam size of the medical bag. So I'm super excited for that because I keep the other one in my laundry room so I can just like go run and grab it really quick if I ever have to go snag a, a wounded chicken that I need to restrain really quick. <laughs> then there's also this fun little treat contraption um, that I'm looking at. It looks like you can like unscrew the bottom of it and this thing like hangs in the coop and you can shove some apples on it and then put the little wing nut on the bottom so it's a boredom buster for your chickens to peck at apples or other round treats that could be skewered on this fun apparatus it's like a snack spike yeah there we go a skewer if that product doesn't have a name just named it yes so many names for that but we're super excited to partner with Henny and Rue. And if you guys haven't gotten a box before and want to try it out, go to hennyandrue.com. And when you check out, use code DRINKINFARM to get 10% off your first box. So recently we talked about what to know before you get chickens. And today we're going to talk about what you should know before you get ducks. Yes. And this stuff is important because... Um, you know, not everybody knows how to take care of waterfowl and they do have some different like care requirements. So it's good if you're kind of thinking you maybe sort of want to get ducks or, you know, some of this stuff probably translates over to geese and other waterfowl as well. So yes, they are a whole different animal, even though they're like in the same like stack condo looking thing at TSC, like the care requirements are a little different. So we'll just dive right in. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> so obviously they are not the same as chickens. Ducks require a ton of water because they drink with each mouthful of food. They need to be able to dunk their heads and blow their nares. Is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah, their nares. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a word for that. Yeah, there's totally a word for that. So their nares are like the little cutouts that are like in the top of their beaks, like really close to their faces. And so they actually dunk their heads under the water and blow them out to blow like gunk and dust or like, you know how the way that ducks eat, like they get like really messy. And so like stuff is like flying everywhere. Well, stuff gets like stuck in there. And if they can't blow their nares out, they're susceptible to eye infections and in fact, I almost killed poor Chuck the Duck because I took his or her, she's a girl, I took her water away when she's a duckling, like inside her brooder. She's just making such a mess with it. I was like, I'll make it so that she can only like, you know, drink out of it and she can't actually like do anything else in it. Well, then she started getting like an eye infection and like really lethargic and I couldn't figure out why. And as soon as I put her in water to swim, she dunked her head and blew her nares out. And then 
like a day later, she was like good as new. So they like they need that to regulate all the stuff in their head. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. And it's it's important to take note of that sort of thing, too. And we're all just learning and you get to learn from our fun mistakes and experiences. So <laughs> mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. Um, they also have different nutritional needs than chickens. So ducks require more B3, which is niacin. You can supplement with brewer's yeast or switch to Grubly Farms layer feed, which has additional niacin in it just for ducks. Yes, which is super exciting. So now my chickens and my ducks get to eat the same thing. So convenient. Yeah. <laughs> And ducks also grow at a really alarming rate compared to chickens. Like, they get, like, crazy big, crazy fast. So you put them in, like, your adorable little brooder that you use for your chicks. And I swear you'll go to bed and wake up the next day and you're like, wait, these, they don't fit in here. What, what's happening? Where did my baby ducks go? (laughs) And why is there shit everywhere? Shit and water. Oh, my God. (laughs) So thing number two you should know before you get ducks is that baby ducks or ducklings can't swim right away. They don't have a functioning oil gland until about four weeks of age, so they're not waterproof. Um, Their feathers can actually get waterlogged and they can drown before four weeks. To safely allow ducks to swim, wait until they are one week old and supervise until you see that they're strong swimmers. Um, They can also get too cold while swimming when they're really young. So make sure the water is warm enough and they have access to heat after their little swimming activities when they're a little duckling. Yes. Uh, One of my favorite things to do with uh, ducklings is to uh, just put them in the bathtub or the sink and let them swim. Yes. (laughs) But you have to be sure that you do it safely because they get tired really easily because they are still babies. So it's good information to know because, you know, you see a lot of those videos on Instagram or YouTube or whatever of like the tiniest ducklings swimming. And you can do that. But, you know, you've got to know these things before you do it or you might accidentally hurt or kill your ducklings on accident, which would be super sad. This episode is sponsored in part by Grubly Farms. Grubly Farms is the official poultry feed and snack sponsor of the We Drink and We Farm Things podcast. Grubly Farms provides healthy, high-quality snacks and feed to your feathered friends. Grubly Layer Feed is free of fish, corn, and soy and is made with non-GMO ingredients. It is also packed with extra vitamin B3 just for your ducks. Grubbly snacks have 50% more calcium than mealworms, promoting stronger eggshells and flashier feathers. And one of our favorite things about Grubbly Farms is that they will ship all of this right to your door. Not only is that super convenient, but the shipping is also free. And they have an option for you to subscribe so you never run out of Grubblies or feed. And when you subscribe, you save 10% on your order every time. So head on over to grublyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. So number three is that their adorable tiny webbed feet have claws. Oh my gosh, they do. (laughs) And they are so sharp. Oh my gosh, they are. And I'll never forget when I heard that from you. I was like, really? Those little webbed feet have claws? And then as soon as I had ducks of my own, I was like, oh my gosh, they do have claws. (laughs) Yes. And like, it's not so bad when they're ducklings, but 
they can it still doesn't feel great it's like little needles almost but when they get bigger they can really do some damage and injure you or other ducks that they're hanging out with uh, so you really gotta watch it because they'll cut you yeah. And it's good to know that they have claws because have you ever seen um, those videos of baby ducks or ducks being kept in like those inflatable kiddie pools? Oh, yeah. And I'm always like, you know, they got sharp needles on the bottom of their feet, right? <laughs> like that's not going to stay inflated for very long. <laughs> right. Nope. Nope. And I definitely kept them in one of those kiddie pools Um I didn't put water in it, but like with shavings and stuff just for like their initial brooder when we moved them out to the garage and it lasted probably a couple of weeks. But once they get bigger and they kind of look more like teenage ducklings, like it's all over. That yeah. thing doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> it's just like a shredded mess. <laughs> yes. Uh, number four. Um, this is when they get older, but ducks mate aggressively. And drakes, which is boy ducks, have actual external genitalia. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to know if you're just used to chickens. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so their little duck dees hang out like within like inside them until they're ready to use them. So you're if you like flip a duck over, you're not gonna see anything. But when they're ready to get jiggy with it, we'll say. With the lady ducks, it'll come out and it is spiralized and looks like a rotini noodle. It does. The first time I saw it, I thought that it was one of my female ducks and she had a prolapsed event. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, I know what that is. Oh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't unsee it. And like, once the lady duck is done with the male duck, the male duck will just run around with his duck D hanging out and it's like dragging across your lawn. It's a whole thing. So when you have multiple drakes and that's happening all over the place, it, it gets to be a little much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's also good to know that when they're mating with your lady ducks, they're like super rough. So they like snap at the back of their necks and will like hold them down and they rip feathers out. And those little webs of feet claws can actually do a lot of damage to their backs. And in fact, one of my ladies like I thought I was going to have to cull her. I thought I thought she had almost been picked up by a hawk. The like oh. the lacerations were so bad. But it turns out they were just like surface wounds that were bleeding a whole lot. But I figured out it was from their little webbed feet. Cause they like stand on the ladies' backs and like, you know, smash them down yeah. <laughs> while they're getting ready to do it. And if they have their little claws out, the, they're like scraping them down her sides. And oh, I felt so bad. They're not very suave. Mm -mm. Like they just, they really go for it. All right. So moving on from one, um, upsetting thing to the other uh number five <laughs> is they rocket poop and it's wet and awful and also like if you're brooding ducklings inside your house it's very smelly oh it is and that smell never goes away adult ducks their poop smells so bad <laughs> it, it truly does and then in the in the winter depending on your setup we have rock in our duck run um, so that means it all freezes. Mm. And then when it's spring thaw, it smells real interesting. 
Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but that's nice that you have rocks in there because then you just spray it, right? And then it like filters through the rocks. Um, it we're we're past that point where we probably need fresh rock because there were so many of them in there. But it's much easier to deal with um, than like a stationary run with dirt because then it'd be far more muddy, and that wouldn't be good either. Yeah. Yeah, I've got my bo- I've got two boy ducks in a chicken run right now, and it's basically just like a giant mud pit now. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep my ducks on pasture, and um, it's super easy to manage out there because like mm-hmm. they can poop wherever they want. They have a quarter of an acre to poop on, and they don't seem to poop in the same place unless it's their pool. They do that a lot, but I just spray it out every day or every other day. It's not so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy to get around the pool thing. Um, as long as you have a hose that can reach, you're pretty good to go. But yeah, we, I, it's funny because sometimes I'll be having a rough day at work. This is a benefit of having ducks. If you have the kitty pools, um, I flip the duck pools to clean them. Like I'm flipping a tire, like I'm at CrossFit. If <laughs> I'm really like having a bad work day, it's really great to go out there and flip pools and like, scream a little not like loud because I don't want my neighbors to be like what is that freak doing now but it is very cathartic oh it sounds like it would be yeah so their poop is totally manageable yes the first time you see it it's a little alarming because you think that they like exploded or something yep absolutely (laughs) all right so number six they are adorable when they waddle I mean that's that's basically one of the reasons why you want to get them because they're so damn cute when they walk. Yes, uh, they're actually really cute when they do just about everything except mating and pooping. Everything yeah. else is adorable. Um, the, their duck quacks are also fairly adorable as well. Yes. Oh, so can't forget those. I could listen to that all the time. It's so funny. The cons of ducks really kind of made me hesitate to get them for so long and then I finally did and they still like weren't very joy inducing because of the whole water and like poop thing and I was just like and then I didn't have the best setup so I was like having to herd them in and out every day which was just kind of like you know one more thing to add to chores Um, but I figured out that like once you find a setup for yourself that works with ducks they're just like they're super wonderful. They're just they're really great pets. When I when I first saw somebody mention like, you know, team duck all the way and like not team chicken, I was like, are you crazy? Chickens are so much easier than ducks. And that is true. But once you get into ducks and figure it out, they're like they're really freaking adorable and fun. They're just they're really fun. <laughs> they are. I will agree with that 100%. But they're not for everyone, and you really got to watch your male-to-female ratio. Otherwise, it gets real dark-sided real quick. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Yeah, that's super true. And, you know, another thing about keeping male ducks, too, is, like, because of that external genitalia, you want to be careful with them around hens. Like, they could end up hurting a hen. They don't always. So, like, lots of people do keep their ducks and hens together um, and don't have any trouble. But then other people do have trouble and the horror stories are pretty bad. So something else to just keep in mind. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Yeah. That's a brief overview of ducks. Yeah. Do you have any duck questions, though? Post them for us in the group or you can email them to us. Like uh, we're at drinkandfarm at 
gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer your duck questions, follow up on more ducks, but we figured we did a brief overview of chickens. We should probably do a brief overview of ducks because new people are hopping on this podcast all the time and we never know what level you're at. All right. So now it's time for We Can't Even Corner. So Bev, what can't you even about this week? I can't even that we bought a tractor. I can't even that you bought a tractor either because I I must confess that I'm very jealous and I think my husband's even more jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I actually couldn't believe that Jared mentioned it and said maybe we should think about doing it because I've always thought that a tractor would make a lot of the work that we do here a little easier. And I've also got some really cool ideas for like some strips of like flower fields and stuff out here, but they require a tractor to get those done because it would take, it would just, I I don't have the hand equipment or the physical capability to cut all of those strips of sod like by hand. It would, it would just be like really, really physically taxing and time consuming. And um, our neighbor has a bigger tractor and he used to always bring it over and he'd let us borrow it and stuff and, and we would use it on occasion. But then he started talking about selling that bigger tractor and getting a garden tractor and he was talking about the implements and stuff he was going to get for it. And Jared was like, hey, maybe we should get that tractor also, but we'll get the one that has the back hill on it. And we can switch tractors like when one person needs the backhoe and one person needs the like other implements, you know, like there's a little tilling implement and a um, bush hogging implement and all of that stuff. And so that's what we did as neighbors. So we got the um, ours is the Kubota BX23S. It's the one that has the backhoe um, and it has 23 horsepower. And then he got the one that's below that. And I can't remember what all the numbers are on it. But I think it's a similar horsepower because it still runs like a bunch of the PTO implements. But um, the reason we needed a backhoe was we've got lots of stumps we needed to dig up. But remember that episode where we talked about, you know, like being prepared for when one of your bigger animals pass? Yeah, I know it sounds really dark, but it was weighing on me like big time that if something happened to our donkeys or our cow, I just had no way to move them or do anything with them. And the tractor gives us that ability to take care of it on our own in case like, you know, we have to. Yeah, because obviously, like, I'd rather use my neighbor's bigger tractor for something like that. But if I can't then we have something that will work and do the job. (laughs) No, it's smart. Yeah, exactly. It takes a village to have all of the things that you need for a farm eventually. (laughs) (laughs) But it's nice to have a few of those like things that really are like bogging down your chore time. And we've been getting really good use out of it. So I'm really happy with it. And Kubota, not to like make a Kubota... um, commercial or anything um but the reason why we got it was because they were having zero percent for like 60 months on the one that we wanted nice and yeah and the smaller tractor has zero percent for 84 months which is like forever (gasps) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's a really long time it is a really long time and zero percent is basically like paying cash yeah i mean it's huge it's it saves you a lot of money and lets you get that machine right now that will make your work faster so that's why we went with it nice so what is your can't even this week so mine is Related to um, a series of posts that at CAFVET has been doing on Instagram. 
Um, she had a cow that was pregnant and died and they weren't sure why she died. Um, they tried to take care of her and, and get her well. So they posted her, which is basically like an autopsy. Um, so she posted in her stories, her cutting this cow open to find out what happened to it. And it was kind of, it was kind of annoying because like, obviously that's going to be upsetting to some people. So every like, 15 seconds of the Instagram story. Like, it was, like, sensitive video. Click here to look at it. So, like, uncover it. every. But I was, like, just super interested because I don't know a lot about, like, cow anatomy and I haven't seen a lot of the insides and stuff. So I was curious. And, oh, my gosh, that was so emotional because she not only cut the cow open, she also cut open the cow's, like, embryonic sac. And there was a calf that was about to be... It was, like, a month and a half out from being born. And it was gorgeous, British white. And she just lost it. And I thought it was, like, super important to see a a vet. You know, obviously it's emotional because it was her cow. But it's, it's important to realize that vets are humans, too. And what their job is really hard... And there's actually like a really high suicide rate for veterinarians because of yeah. how hard their job is. And a lot of people, you don't want to just give vets shit because of how expensive it can be and things like that. But it's like when I think of it in terms of all the stuff that they have to put up with, like, I'm happy to pay you your money. <laughs> like, yeah, that is a hard job, especially when you're working with large animals. So she cut the whole animal open Um And it turned out that there was a piece of metal that the cow consumed and they can get sick and have something called hardware disease. And essentially, like, it tears up their stomachs. Oh. And kills them. So that's what happened here. So she did some interesting uh, posts about that. You guys can check out at Calf Vet. She's got all of that posted on her feed about what that is and how it happens and things you can do for prevention. One of the things is you can have your cows swallow magnet, a magnet. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, and that won't completely um, prevent it, but it'll help reduce the risk quite a bit. So I thought it was super interesting because like, I grew up around dairy cows and I had no idea that like them swallowing metal was even a thing. Um, so definitely it's a good reminder now that that's thought if you have pastures and you have animals of any kind, like go walk your pastures, make sure there's nothing out there that they shouldn't be eating. Um, and don't litter people. Just don't do it. Yeah. We have a metal detector. I might send Jared out with a metal detector to see if he can find anything in our pasture. I'm pretty sure that he's metal detected like our whole area already. He's curious. (laughs) I think he was hoping he was going to find like a buried car or buried treasure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All he's found so far is like junk, (laughs) but that's okay. What what you said about rem- remembering that vets are human um, reminded me of something that I have been thinking about lately. And um, one of the things to always keep in mind when you're working with your vet, especially a large animal vet or a farm vet, like they don't get to do or they don't typically do like all of the fun vet stuff, you know, like puppies and kittens yeah. and like preventative stuff. Like when you're calling the vet to your farm, Unless it's a big operation and it's like a well check day or something, they're mostly seeing people on their worst day, like ever. And, you know, it's it's important to have 
empathy for that because they, I mean, they've taken all of that stuff too, just like we do. I mean, so be kind to your vet and pay yeah. your vet what they're worth. Yeah. I was surprised when we had the vet come out for um, Eggsy last year, one of our goats, when he had uh, urinary calculi. I was surprised at how expensive it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I had you come out here on a weekend. I think it was a Sunday. And it was super quick. It was only like 15 minutes. But I knew like he had to like stop whatever he was doing and get ready and go get his vet truck from the vet clinic and then come here, which isn't super far from the vet clinic. But still like, and it was under $120. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it because I was like prepared mentally to spend like three or $400. Yeah. So, yeah, if, you know, some vets can be crazy with what they charge, but most of the time, honestly, it's probably not enough for what they put up with. It's a lot to do a job where you have to drop everything and go help somebody in their emergency. And there's lots of occupations that do that. But, you know, it's it's good to think about that stuff and remember that whenever you're dealing with them. So, like, before you jump to the we don't care and it's just about money you know mm-hmm. remember those things that that they give up to come and be there for your emergency definitely yeah all right so make sure you send us your can't evens you guys have been amazing hashtagging can't even in our facebook group when you're posting them so thank you for that you can also send those via facebook messenger instagram or email them to us at drinkandfarm@gmail.com. And be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because we read one review a week on the show and then we draw a winner every month to win an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. So Sam, do you want to read our review this week? Sure. So the title of this review is The Best Clucking Podcast. Chicken emoji. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love listening sometimes re-listening to this podcast. I feel like every week after listening, I tell my husband about a new project that I just need to start or something that I learned and he just laughs at me. Yep, my husband laughs at me too when I bring up a new project. (laughs) (laughs) I love that this podcast makes me feel like I am just sitting with my friends talking while learning so much. Thank you for all the work you ladies do to keep everything entertaining and educational and that was posted to apple Podcasts by darian darian yeah yeah that sounds right. 9413 so hopefully i didn't screw up your name too badly um, but thank you for leaving that very lovely review yes we appreciate it and we love getting to chat like this so casually about the things we learn and what we do yeah if this was super formal i don't think i could do it <laughs> well it would be less fun that's yeah that's for sure i mean we talk about serious things sometimes um but yeah we if this wasn't fun we wouldn't be doing it and you guys listening and giving us that positive feedback definitely keeps us motivated too so thank you it does thanks So make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. This helps more people like you find us. And be sure and share this episode over on Instagram and your stories and tag us. We're at Drink and Farm over on the Instagram because we'll send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our shop. 
And a little bee told me that the new April shirt of the month might be in the shop. So you want that code and you want to go get it. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for joining us to talk about ducklings and ducks and lots of duck tea, apparently. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. And don't forget to take a look at the show notes to find links uh, to anything that was pertinent to this episode and also links to our social media and our merch shop. So that's it. So until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero fucks. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.